At iMart Express, you'll start the school year right by saving on glasses for classes. For 79 bucks, get two pairs of glasses with kid-safe polycarbonate lenses and a free one-year frame warranty that covers any breaks, bends, or bumps with the frame, meaning these glasses won't get in the way of your kid's day. Don't let the bell ring before you get a chance to shop and save. A $200 value, all for $79. iMart Express. Right glasses, right price, right now. Hey, what the suck family? As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. Hey guys, welcome back to What the Suck. I'm Chris. And I'm James. So for today's episode, number nine, we have a movie that is kind of boring, but not boring in a bad way. Boring in a way that it doesn't usually fit our type of movie. And today's movie is The Hunting Grounds. Uh, before we get into the uh, movie, let's go over the rating system real quick. Um, okay. How we rate our movies. How Because uh, the goal of this podcast is not to dissuade you from watching these. Uh, every movie deserves a watch no matter how bad it is. That is correct. All movies need a little bit of love. Somebody out there, regardless of how bad it was, worked real hard in putting these together even if the finished product completely sucks. And some worked a little little less harder than others, but they still worked. <laughs> so, uh, alright, so we are basing our uh, ratings on emojis. Uh, shit emojis, I should say. Shit emojis. Uh, yep. Best out of five. So, one out of five if we we rate the movie a one that means keep it in your queue share with your friends frequently and it's so bad that it's good so our rating system is reversed instead of best instead of five being a good movie a one is a good movie because the less less shit emoji it has less shitty it is that's correct the better the better the movie is so two if we do two shit emojis out of five (laughs) Watch it with your friends, but you're going to need to play a drinking game with it. Yeah, you're going to need a little painkiller. Number three, three out of five, you share it with your friends, watch it with your friends, but you're going to be drinking a lot more heavily. So you might want to switch from beer to a liquor. Yeah, you might want to hit some tequila shots or yeah. a little, uh, what is that? What's that? Uh, some some fire Kawaka? Or some fireball, maybe. Yeah. Some fireball going. Four out of five shit emojis. Means you bring it out on special occasions. You know, you bring it out during Halloween. You bring it out during your ex girlfriend's birthday. You know, a special occasion <laughs> that you want to, and you share it with friends that you don't like because it's bad. Because <laughs> you may not have them after the show. Exactly. So. Or if you <laughs> want to get rid of them, you show them that one. <laughs> so then the five out of five. Ooh, boy. That's that's the king of shit. That's bad. You watch it once, 
with friends if you'd like. But it's so bad. It's bad. It's not so bad. It's good. It's so bad. It's bad. Then you smoke or snort. Do whatever you need to to get it out of your memory. Yeah. You, you, you definitely want to do something to just, you know, like I say, watch it once. We want you to watch. And we say that every episode. Please watch the movie at least once and rip it to shreds. Yes. And a five turd. Yeah, man, I'm going to tell you what. That's painful. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think our our first five turd, at least my first five turd, was last week. I think so. Yeah, I with, think so. With, yeah, uh, you, with, you waited until episode... It was uh, Clounter Guys. Episode five to give a five. What do you know? That's right. There you go. That's right. You know, I like. I don't want to pull that out, but I, I guess... It was pretty bad, know, though. Figuring, you know, down the road, we're probably going to have, like you said, a lot of five turds. Oh, yeah. So... Also, that being said, uh, when we get into the before we get into the review, just want to give you guys a spoiler warning. Uh, we will be going through the entire movie, so if you haven't watched the movie yet and you don't want to be surprised, which there's not a lot of surprises in these movies, they're they're pretty bad. But stop the podcast, go watch it, then come back and check out the review. Yep. All right. So today's movie is Hunting Grounds. Uh, Hunting Grounds. Premiered. The release date was February 20, 2015 in the, Nor- the Nevermore Film Festival. Uh, it played at film festivals throughout 2015 and 2016 under the original title of Valley of the Sasquatch. When it was acquired for U.S. distribution, they changed the name to Hunting Grounds. Why? I don't know. I think Valley of the Sasquatch is a better name, personally. Well, once we get into the movie, I think the whole Hunting Grounds theme will come out. People will know what it means. Uh, it's not what it sounds like, but it is related to the Sasquatch. And yeah. I do believe a lot of this was taken from accounts of real, yes. uh, real actual sightings, in, uh, or encounters. sightings and encounters. Yeah, so it was yeah. written by John Portanova. Uh, and it's Portanova's debut, and he's a Washington native and a Bigfoot fan. Yep. And he included a lot of local stories from Washington in his screenplay. And shooting took place entirely on location, uh, including the Snow Cow Mine, Snow Cow Me Pass, and Meany Lodge. And me as a Colorado fan, I'm a Colorado man. I grew up in the mountains when I was a kid. Uh, I absolutely loved this movie from the beginning. Now. Whether that holds up or not remains to be seen, but I'm going to tell you what, the scenery is gorgeous, the setting is excellent, I love movies set in the woods and stuff like that, but I will go ahead and read the synopsis real quick, it's pretty brief, and it says that family bonding takes a back, a back seat to survival when a father and son stumble upon a tribe of killer Sasquatch during a weekend hunting trip. Now... I've never heard of Sasquatches going on rampaging and killing and stuff like that. I have heard of abductions, things of that nature, uh, people living with Sasquatches. I mean, I've heard all kinds of weird stories about the Squatch over my oh, 50 I've, years of living. So I have heard stories of both types of, of Sasquatch killing people. I've heard of Sasquatch attacking people. I've heard of Sasquatch being gentle giants. I have, I have heard both sides of the story so, so like i've heard of sasquatch disappearing when a hunter shot at them they yeah. disappeared into nothing so <sighs> i've heard of sasquatch being lowered down to the ground by ufos i've heard sasquatch working with aliens to bring stuff onto their ship really yes there's a lot okay. of reports of sasquatch and aliens uh 
sort of uh, cohabitating. A lot of them seem to think that the Sasquatch are um, workers for the alien beings. Now, we're getting to a whole different topic here. This is not yeah. about paranormal. This is this is a movie <laughs> review. But needless to say, uh, yes, there, there, there are very, very many different... Um, Different types of Bigfoot that I'm like, for instance, okay, we're going to this again, but for instance, the uh, the the skunk ape in Florida is supposed to be an aggressive Bigfoot. The yep. Yowie in Australia is supposed to be a very very aggressive Yowie mm. uh, Bigfoot creature. So, well, I'm a fan. That's all I'm gonna say. Is I like I Bigfoot, too. so I'm sure hoping this movie is uh, up to snuff. Up to snuff. Good good wordplay there. That'll come into uh, account later. So remember remember up to snuff for later. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, directed by John Portanova as well. It was produced by Matt Medish and Brent Stifle. Stars Miles Joris Perafit, uh, Jason Vale, David Salcedo, D'Angelo Mitty, and Bill Obersch Jr., who some of you might remember from Scary or Die. That is correct. And what he, was he in Scary or Die? He was the. The first, he was in the first sequence, uh, which I believe was the Crossing uh, Road. Cross, crossing the crossing. Yeah, the, the crossing. crossing. Yeah, there you go. Creep Show 3, The Crossing. Nope, he was, Scary or Die. You was it Creep Scary Show or Die? Yeah, it's Scary or Die. Not Edit. Creep Show 3. Nope, stay it in, stay it in. <laughs> stay it in. Yeah, so Scary or Die. Okay, my fault. Scary or Die was the first sequence, and it was The Crossing, and he was the redneck driving the truck, and he was a very hateful white supremacist type killing. Um, Illegals on the border. Yes. So he is so. in this movie. Uh, music by John Bash. Cinematography by Jeremy Berg. Which really, it's it's I guess it's not too hard to be to have good cinematography when you have such a beautiful uh, on location shoot. Yes. I mean the the like I said the the area they shoot in is actually absolutely gorgeous, just gorgeous. So uh, uh, edited Mr. by Mr. John. Don't, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Right. Edited by David Phillips. The production company was the October People. Uh, and like I said, it was released in February of 2015 at the Nevermore Film Festival. So. Nevermore. Well, that, I've, apparently, because I never even heard of it until we looked it up. <laughs> so, hell with it. So, Wait, with that being said. Why don't we get on into it, brother? Let's see what we dude. got. All right. Michael, we're broke. Will's letting us stay here in exchange for fixing the place up. Where's the cabin? A few hundred yards that away. We're both gonna have to make do with what's been given to us. Looks like somebody ransacked the place. I've heard stories. Stories of strange things being seen in the woods. Happened about 90 years ago. There was a group of miners working on this mountain. One night. They were attacked in their cabin. We gotta stay alert tonight. What if they come back for us? Sounds like they're pushing on the walls. We gotta get out there, man. That thing is still out there. Help me. It pulled me into the woods. We won't stop till it kills us all. Story begins. 
the uh, gentleman walking through the woods and if anybody watched the uh, Scary or Die, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the gentleman from the first sequence. He was one of the angry rednecks. He was the pretty much the lead, the lead redneck. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who was dating the girl. It's uh, Bill Oberst Jr. Bill Oberst Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, Junior's out there in the woods, walking around, wandering about. Uh, comes upon a camp that's been ransacked. Uh, tents scattered everywhere. And sees a guy sitting on a log. Goes to look at him, touches him on the shoulder, and dude just falls over. Apparently, a broke neck or something. Dead, uh, just dead. And a perfectly formed, unattended campfire. Yeah, this you know, only, still going. Only yeah. you can prevent forest fires, dude. Yeah, unless you're dead, I guess. Uh, but anyway, he turns around, and before he knows it, he's face to face with a squatch. Actually, I think he's more face to chest with the squatch. Pretty, it, was, it was a tall person. A little bit tall, but at least yeah. you saw the guy, you see the squatch right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That grabs him, and you think, oh, he's done for. You yeah. know, the other guy's goose was cooked, so you thought he was dead. So. Then the credits roll. Boom, bam, pow. Hunting like, grounds. Dun, dun. Hunting ground. That's it. And it opens with a beautiful pan shot of the mountains and the lake and all this stuff. So I personally loved it right off the bat because yeah. it, to me it reminds me of home. I'm a Rocky Mountain boy. I grew up in the mountains. Loved it. The scenery was great. The photography was really good. Yeah, it's really uh, great establishing shots. Really it pretty really scenery. Was. I, yeah. I give them props for that. Yeah. I give them props for that. And um, so then we meet our uh, stars, I guess you could say, or at least the first two. Yeah. Which would be Roger and Michael. Michael. Yes, sir. Father and son couple. You see them parked out in front of a store uh, with a truck full of crap. And you're like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Well, anyway, they migrate up to this cabin in the woods. Or a, should we say, more of a uh, shack? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a shack cabin cabin. Uh, uh, shabbin, maybe <laughs> it looks like patchwork. Yeah, basically yeah. it's got pressed, it's got pressed uh, plywood Particle on the sides board, and yeah. stuff like. And the roof was pathetic. Yeah. And as we were making note of during while we've been watching this, is the fact that that roof would cave in in Washington State because they get a ton of snow up there. Yeah. That would have no insulation, so they none. wouldn't survive the first. No, month it's more like a hunting. That was a hunting shack. It's yeah. nothing to do. You, it's not a place you'd want to live. But they're moving there. But yeah, I could do it. You know, I'm I'm a mountain boy. I could do it. But, yeah, these are city slickers. But they're, they're moving there. They're so, moving into the cabin. Apparently, they're moving into it doing due to poor finances. Apparently, the father is unemployed. Roger's a pretty lazy dude. Uh, you know, the kid's bitching a little bit about this, bitching about that, wants to go to college. And I will give props so far. Uh, surprisingly, the acting itself is not that bad, at least by these two characters. Yeah, no, they they do very well together. Yep. Uh, not much. I would say it doesn't have much of a horror movie feel to this point. You're like, okay. I mean, I guess, you know, the movie has to develop, but... It doesn't have the, you know, I guess the build-up. You know, usually a horror yeah. movie's got some kind of creepy music or this, that, and the other. And this actually has normal music. And it's just kind of like a father-son bonding movie at this yeah. point. It's like, okay. I, I, I feel like with this with this, with this uh, intro part, or the, the, I guess the first 30 or 45 minutes of it, it's, we, we, we don't really need to, like, go too deep into detail because it's so 
slow. It's very slow. And so minimal that we can probably just do like a generalization of it. And, and that way we can actually talk about things we did like about it. Because we actually found ourselves enjoying this more or less, even though it was slow. In some parts we're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, because, first of all, it's not corny. It's not corny for at for, all. for an for an, you know and it's it, it almost goes against our rule you know? yeah it's almost like holy crap it's not that bad uh, serious overdevelopment of the characters too much time they strung it out way too long before they got to the good stuff uh, you know so I sit here and looking at and apparently what had happened is the mother he, the dad was depressed drinking because uh, apparently his wife of 20 years had been killed by a hit and run hit and run driver yeah. hit and run driver and apparently alcohol wrecked his life it cost mm. him his jobs and Drink stuff like that him and his kid into the poorhouse so basically this poor kid is out there and there I go with that basically crap again sorry guys Ugh, I try harder every time not to say it so much but yeah, you know it's fine. you're good but like I said it is painfully slow paced it's it's mm-hmm. uh you know, you don't need that much character development. Just bring on the Sasquatch already. We know what it's supposed to be about. Bring it. Yeah. You know, we saw him in the beginning, and then you don't see him again for over an hour. Right, right. Uh, so they decide, I guess, to hunt. You know, they go hunting. You know, they decide they're going to take a hunting trip. So, they so go... let's not forget that uh, his brother, Will, and an old oh, friend, yes. Sergio, show up. Uh, much to Michael's dismay, because as much as he loves Will, he does not like Sergio, and we find out why. Yeah, I was trying to avoid Sergio. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't afford the dick. You can't avoid the dick. I mean, sometimes. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> Leave that in. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, so the, they they show up, and Sergio's just the, the biggest prick in the world. I mean, just from the get go, he's just a prick, and. Michael doesn't like him. Will doesn't really like him, but uh, he's a friend of Roger's. And Roger yeah. wanted him down this weekend so that he could kind of unwind and relax and, and have fun because he's he's. they're all so depressed. They're both so yeah. depressed from, from the passing of Michael's mother, Roger's yes. wife, whatever. Um, and uh, so they, they, they're they there, and, and that night, Roger and Sergio are drinking, and, and Sergio's just being overall prick or whatever, and... Uh, so Will takes Michael out of the cabin. They go to view a meteor storm, uh, and the next day they decide to go hunting. Well, yep. Because Roger and Sergio want to go hunting, so they go hunting. And I, I, I couldn't help this, but I ripped this scene to shreds because uh, for meat and, and you know. For actual food, I used to hunt when I lived in Colorado. Uh-huh. You know, I'd go get a deer or an elk or something like that. Okay. And we would eat off of it mm-hmm. for the entire winter. Because, right. you know, up where I lived, it was real tight, you know. So I was real critical of this hunting scene. Okay. Okay, first of all, they're running around and they're sitting there in the open. Right, okay. Munching on some loud-ass crackers or something. Oreos, they're eating Oreos. Yep. Which, they, the- they treat their rifles like hell. They're yeah. throwing them around on the ground. It's ridiculous. I'm yeah. sitting there going, what in the hell are you doing? And then they get up, you know, they've got a buck maybe 50 yards away, and the guy stands up, and he's just scattering. You know, anybody who hunts knows they would take off. But no, it oh, doesn't. yeah. So, they hand, he, of course, he uh, Roger hands his rifle to his son. He says, oh, you know, let him shoot. It'll be good for him. Blah, Michael blah, doesn't blah. want to. He doesn't want to kill anything. I don't want to shoot. I don't want, to, I don't want the gun, you know. So, basically, he misses. 
you know, gear takes off. Mm-hmm. So Sergio, being the incredible actor and courageous man that he is, yeah, really chases Mister Deer down the down. The, I'm not going to let him get away, man. Like he's going to run him down in the woods. Doesn't know where he's going anyway. But it's it's all funny anyway. And anyway, he goes down and he's chasing this deer and he stumbles, falls, rifle goes all flying. He comes rolling down and notices chunks of what look like meat slung all over these bushes. Yeah, that's all the trees. Blood dripping down trees. I keep waiting for the predator purr to come up and some heat vision. You know, some damn animal exploded (laughs) into a tree or something. Okay, and we were led to believe that it was a deer. You know, I don't think it was, but I don't think it was that deer. It might have been a different deer, but yeah. And then, well, he does anyway. He goes back up there, talks to him. He's like, I don't know, something's going on out here. She says, well, I got to go take a piss. So he wanders, Sergio goes into the woods again, goes down there to take a leak, and is sitting there, and something comes rumbling through wait. the weeds. What, what does he do before he takes a leak? What does he do with his rifle? That's so ridiculous. He just walks up and drops it in the dirt. He drops it on the ground. I mean, a $1,000 like hunting a- rifle with a scope, you know, and just drops it on the ground. I think we established th- these, these four are... Clearly, city slickers. These are city slickers. No yeah. idea what the hell they're doing. None. None. <laughs> well, anyway, he's starting to take a leak, doing his business. All of a sudden, here comes the, the something through the brushes. And anybody who knows anything about gun safety knows you do not fire at something unless you have clear sight. So he begins, you know, being the city slicker type that he is. Mm-hmm. Emptying his rifle into the wind. I mean, he's just firing <laughs> blankly into, into whatever is is moving in those bushes. He's it, it, let's put it this way: if it was my cousin Vinny, it would be the owl scene. Yeah. He walks out with a pistol and just pow, pow, exactly, pow, pow. exactly. He opens up on it, and you actually see something get hit and fall. Right. Uh, slightly humanoid in appearance. You know, where, he could have just committed murder. He could have committed murder. Had no idea. Um. You know, because that kind of stuff happens. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it does. I mean, just as uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Cheney. <laughs> you know, he he, he murdered someone while hunting. Well, uh, anyway, these boys hit the trail again after you know after he fired it up, and finally, after about what fifty minutes, yeah, we finally get another shoulder. We get right, a shoulder shot right. of the squatch. Yeah, watching them walk up the trail. And they're on their way to go pitch camp. So they decide they are going to camp for the night, even though everybody's freaked out. They're going to come and get us, man. They're going to yeah. come and get us. So they begin to pitch camp, which I am dying laughing because these guys are like, well, we, we don't have any tents. And they're freaking, we don't have a tent, you know, and all this other stuff. And, oh, we're going to sleep on the ground, blah, whatever. Cool. So they start setting up. But this part cracked me up because he sends them to get firewood. And I don't know why it tickled me so much, but this kid is picking up little twigs. You're kindling, yeah. He's not just, he's just getting wood. His, he's yeah. not getting Again, any wood. city slickers. Like, get wood. He just grabs whatever sticks are on the ground. But that's not what got me the most. He's got this little tiny handful of this kindling stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you feel the building music coming up. And he's actually doing a pretty good job. Of like a city boy, how he would feel if he was like out of sight of his campsite, right. he's out gathering wood, and he starts to get freaked out because he's in the woods, you know, and he can't see, and and he actually does a pretty good job conveying that fear, right? Yeah, he and does. then he slowly starts to spin around, and you say, "Oh God, here comes," you know, "Here it comes," turns around, sees his buddy Will, his his friend Will was out there, 
and he lets out the second most hilarious Jesus Christ I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. First, the first one being uh, Matthew Perry in Fools Rush In. Oh yeah. On the stairs. Yeah. The Jesus. Yeah. But the way he says it, Jesus Christ. The way <laughs> yeah. he says it. Oh, that just cracked me up. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So you take yeah. it. Take it, so, my brother. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about, like, we've talked about the characterization, like, the, the first 30, 45 minutes are just characterization, like, get, getting to know these characters and what motivates them. Um, they're, they're, what I will say is interesting is that it does it, but there's not a lot of exposition. And even, uh, even like, Hollywood movies, like, they fall into this trap where they have what's, like, an exposition, what's an exposition dump. <laughs> I get that right. Uh, that's staying in. And, yep. um, you know, they, they it's this really cliche thing where there's two characters, like, for instance, in, in this movie, uh, father and son, Michael and Roger. And one will say something and then the other will, will, will spout some sort of exposition that the other character, the first character, should know already because he was involved in the situation. But yes. he's spouting it for the audience so that we as an audience can know the backstory or the history or whatever. Um, and it's it's always it always sounds very forced and it sounds very fake because it's not natural conversation. No, you know? it's not my fault that your mother was out in the street and that guy came along and hit her and then took off and didn't give her any help and blah 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 or whatever. Exactly. You know, exactly. They, it, yeah, they they feel they have to slip it into the dialogue an explanation for the audience to catch right. you up to speed so you actually know what the hell they're all talking about. Exactly. And and this movie does, doesn't do a lot of that. Um, it actually it, it mentions like like a funeral at one point. But they don't stop and go into the specifics of the funeral. Uh, the father mentions like, uh, uh, or not, not not that, but you see like the son pulls out a picture of this woman, which you just assume is is the mother that that that's not in the picture, not in the movie at this point. But it it does a really good job of not force feeding you exposition, but it does take a little bit too long, at least in this first part, to get the characterization. Now, saying that, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing because, I, I, as I mentioned to you, uh, even though it took a while to get to the actual meat and potatoes of the, of the film, I actually did, for at least the first 20 minutes or so, found myself interested in the story, what was going on. Absolutely. The, the actors who play Michael and Roger, they're actually, they actually do a really good job. Michael is not the typical, typical kind of teen you see in a horror film. Like, you don't hate him. You you kind of you kind of identify and you kind of feel for him because you know he he lost his mother and he's stuck with his father who is not the greatest father he's kind of a lazy slob and he he drank away the the family's you know uh, money they 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 don't have much money left so they're forced to go live in this cabin um, but it does they probably could have cut it like by fifteen minutes and it would have been fine but saying that. It's uh the first forty five minutes are not that bad. They're a little slow. The characterization is That's long. That's the worst part, though. It, yeah, it the is slow. the worst part. Yeah, like like I said, if they cut fifteen twenty minutes, I think the movie would have been tighter because you know you didn't you didn't necessarily need to stretch it out that long. But they also had to do some characterization for um the 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 douche friend Sergio and Will. <laughs> but I think they could have brought them in even earlier. Like they probably could have just had them meet them at the cabin when they got there and they could have had like a five minute scene of Michael and Roger driving to the cabin and done the characterization there in the in the truck and then get to the cabin uh, Will and Sergio are there already and then do their whole bit 
Yep. Instead, we get you know them at the the gas station, then them driving there, then them getting there, them working on you know the cabin, and you, you get a little bit of of, of uh, um. And then Michael, with his unrest, he starts talking about, starts complaining. I want to go to college. I want to do this. Yeah, and, I mean, he, he's he's in a shit situation that's not his fault. His 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 mother was in a hit and run. His father drank him into into poverty. So he's you know I feel bad for him. He's he's in a very shit situation that he has no control over. And he is one of the first teenagers, like you said, movies that we just didn't hate right no. off the bat. You no. know because they don't. They didn't stereotype him. He was actually a little more mature for a guy his yeah. age. He's he's in a very bad place, and, and now he, he's like he's having to live in, the, in this in this cabin with his dad. He has no control over it, and his dad won't even like let him get student loans because he'd have he'd have to co-sign for him, and his credit shit anyway. And so he's <laughs> he's literally like up shit's creek without a paddle. Pretty much, you know. But yep. I mean, again, you know, it's it's. I guess it's kind of give and take. You either get a exposition dump that feels very forced in order to shorten the 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 time it takes to get to get to know these characters, or you do like this movie did, where you don't do exposition dumps, which is fine. It makes it makes all the dialogue seem very natural. Yeah, but then you have to stretch it out a bit in order to actually get people to connect with the characters. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's give and take. I mean, what's what's worse? I don't know because. Because I don't like I don't like being force fed information and not having conversations seem natural, yep. but I don't like having to take forty five minutes to really get into the meat of the characters before shit starts happening. Exactly, and that is why thank goodness about fifty minutes in when they finally decide to pitch camp for the night, they light the fire, they put the food in the bag. They said, "Let's put the food in the bag in a tree." They put the food in the tree, and in the middle of the night, Michael wakes up. Looks over and behold, we have a Bigfoot. We have a Bigfoot. Thank God, but he's actually jacking the bag. He's he's he's. I mean, they put <laughs> he's it trying up to high, ja- but Bigfoot's he's trying to tall, jack the food. So, yeah. He's trying to jack the food, so he starts to freak out, and then he like rolls over. What I thought was actually a pretty cool scene. He rolls over, and when he rolls over and looks up, there's actually a Bigfoot leaning right over, right in his face, like like in, like maybe six to eight inches from his face, just look at him. I thought that was actually pretty creepy because I did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah, I usually can can I can I can usually pick out a jump scare way in advance, and that wasn't really like a jump scare. It was but more of a creep factor because you saw the fur. Right, you know, when he looked up, you saw the fur, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, but you're not like, "Oh god, cheesy jump scare." Attempt, there was, there was crappy no, music. There, yeah, there was no jump scare music. There was yeah. no like, like all of a sudden, like like a, a loud burst of music. There was there was no quick cut to the, like the, the the creature's face or whatever. It was just he rolled over, and it was just there. And then what do they do? They get up, they freak out, and they start shooting in every direction. Yeah, luckily they didn't hit anybody. They, yeah, luckily it's. You know, unless you know, I wish they might have got Sergio. You know, yeah, hit him by accident. I tell you what, I really cannot wait for Sergio <laughs> to die. Yeah, he's got. I to want go. him to die so bad. He's got to go. All right. So basically, when they get done with the uh, you know the, the campsite panic scene, uh, they gather and they flee, grab all their stuff, and they haul ass and they go down to what looks like a construction site or something. Uh, there's some heavy equipment parked out in the woods. There's a generator running and lights. And yeah, that, that's where Sergio is supposed to be watching the equipment because he's with that logging company, but he has his dealer, yeah. his quote-unquote dealer, watching the site for him so he can go and drink and all his dumb shit. So they go up there, they hear the, they hear the noise again, and uh, Roger, the dad, 
walks over there and takes a look and all of a sudden you hear some sticks cracking and you hear oh of course yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) little wookie going on back there well anyway they run over there to see what's going on and you see roger clinging to a rounded edge piece of heavy equipment somehow with his fingertips while yeah. being tugged on yeah, by, by an unseen foot. creature which we, know which is we a assume is a Bigfoot that yeah. is correct Yeah. so he ends up snatching him they take off running and instead of pursuing they retreat to the cabin chicken shit back to the cabin they chicken shit back to the cabin absolutely they withdraw yeah. they get back in the cabin they, they shut the door and they're standing in there and they start arguing with one another especially yeah. Will and Sergio because Will oh, wants yeah. to go after him Sergio's like no if I go out there it might get me too you know real yeah. bitch move oh yeah real bitch move he's a real fucking pansy so uh, they get in a, they get pissed off he's pointing a gun at him and stuff like that and what it is is he wants to leave so Will's like give me the damn keys and he goes to grab for the keys and what happens, Chris? Will takes a Will takes a sh- uh, uh, throws a, a punch at him in a very bad choreographed fight. And Sergio <laughs> pulls out his fucking plastic knife he had earlier and stabs Will. Um, <clears throat> and then Will stumbles back and and he looks at his wound and then I guess pissed off he goes to uh, jump at Sergio and, and Sergio stabs him again and and fucking kills Will. And and the blood. I'm sorry, the blood was overdone when he, oh, when, yeah. he when we when he withdrew the knife after the first stab. It yeah, was completely it was covered in blood. Yeah, drenched. It looked like he it was just covered in jelly. The whole like, damn yeah. thing. Yeah, like he stabbed a jar of jelly. Yeah, poor effects. Yeah, but, you know. Oh well, can't can't win them all. So anyway, uh, he, yeah. So, so then he buries the knife in his chest again yes. because he comes at him to finish the job. And then Will dies. And he dies. And then Sergio points the gun at. Michael, uh, Michael and tells mm-hmm. him to drag Will's dead body into the other room, which is just which, fucked up. Yeah, it so is. It's up. like what great friends, right? Yeah, seriously. Uh, so he drags him in there and drops him down. And when he's not looking, Michael headbutts the shit out of him with a rifle and knocks Sergio out cold. Yeah, good job, Michael. And good job. Locks him in the room with a refrigerator. A refrigerator, which I may add. Is shorter than Michael. <laughs> Michael's about a buckle five wet. Yep. But Michael is somehow able to move the fridge over to the front of the door. So yeah. if Michael can move that fridge to the door, it's not going to hold Sergio in. He'll be able to knock it off. Um, yep. Yeah, knock the door open. So, so he's sitting there breathing. Yeah. <sighs> you know how it is. Yeah. Um, sitting in the kitchen. Just, or what? what, what is... I would guess designated as the supposed kitchen to be area. the kitchen. Yeah, like this one, little, one little chicken shit sink, no running water. Yeah. Anyway, he's sitting in there, and all of a sudden you get this feeling that something's about to happen because now music's starting to build, and, and then he's he goes curious. And he hears a noise, and he goes looked out the window. That's right. There was a thump. He's looking out the window. There was a thump on the house, and then boogity boogity boogity. There's a jump scare. There's a jump scare. But it's not Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. It's Bowman. It's Bowman. He's back. So Bill Orberses Jr. from the beginning comes back. Um, and so he... Obviously, they did not kill him. No. He was just simply abducted, and he uh, lets him in the cabin, mm-hmm. uh, where he begins to tell him the story while devouring what looks like some lunch meat. Yeah, I think it is lunch meat. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's like a damn, uh, what was it? A damn mongoose on a rattlesnake oh, chewing yeah. on that yeah, damn lunch meat. Just I mean, sucking it down, you know. not even chewing, just slurping it well, up. Anyway, he's telling the story about how he was abducted, and I think this plays into the story 
that you told us at the beginning, which related to the abduction. Right? Yeah. And so actually, and I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, during the campfire scene, uh, uh, Sir, uh, Will is telling Sergio uh, stories about the legends of the area to scare the shit out of him. And he mentions Ape Canyon, which is a real place. And the story that he mentions about Ape Canyon is an actual story or a supposed encounter that uh, did, in fact, lead to that area being called Ape Canyon. So Ape Canyon's a real... So that's one of the uh, account, uh, encounters or, or uh, stories that the writer-director pulled from. And then the story that the that Bauman gives uh, Michael is very, very similar. Probably a good uh, 50-65% similar to the story of Albert Osman, who was also abducted by a Bigfoot uh, while he was prospecting, and he was held captive for, uh, I don't know, like a day or two or whatever. Uh, but it's a very interesting story. I won't go into it here, but uh, look up Albert Ostman, O-S-T-M-A-N. Uh, it's a very, very fascinating story because he, it happened uh, in 1924, so way before the internet. Way before. Maybe like five years. <laughs> but like... Um, yeah, That's way 95 before, damn years ago. <laughs> so way before the internet. And he did not even tell a living soul until more than 24 years after it happened in 1948 because he was so afraid people would find him crazy. Yeah. So this and back man, then they would. Yeah, they would. Absolutely. Yeah. So this man held on to the story for, for 24 years. And the story he tells is absolutely fascinating and you've got to go do the research and look it up and find it and read all about it because it's a great great tale so anyway so that's the story that bauman gives him which uh he says he was kidnapped uh by a bigfoot taken to a cave where there were two other bigfoots held captive in there tried to escape wasn't able to escape uh finally the only way he could escape was by uh taking out a can of snuff um, and right. offering it to the Bigfoot. Remember what we said at the beginning. Remember that reference. And offering it to the Bigfoot, and um, the Bigfoot, instead of obviously because he doesn't know what it is, he just uh, chows it down, eats it, swallows it, and so starts to choke. Starts on to it. choke, and so at that point, he's able to escape. Um, not before killing one of them. Yeah, it, it was only there with one at that point, and when the squatch turned around, choking and strangling, trying to spit the stuff out. He clocks him with a rock. Yes. Knocks him on his knocks him on his face actually, and then sits on his back and needlessly, I'm you know sorry to say, in this particular point, killing him, killing the Bigfoot at this point was not necessary. No, but, not at all. Not at all. You no, know, he was out cold. He could have got away because everything else was clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, he proceeded to Negan his ass with that rock. Oh he yeah, smashed he his brains. Smashed his shit. And out of him. somehow. Blood squirts around this rock that he's got and gets yeah. on his face. Yeah, big old rock, bigger than Bigfoot's head. And, yeah. yeah, I can always picture the stagehand right off camera slinging a paintbrush full yeah. of fake blood oh. at him. But uh, then he gets away and then proceeds to uh, the back and somehow makes it back to the, sees the cabin that they're staying at, shows up. Uh, yeah, that's our two hours earlier. Uh, yeah, earlier. <laughs> Part of the uh, review here. Yeah, and so <laughs> decides he needs to go to the outhouse, ask Michael to go with him. When While they're out there, they hear a noise, and then Michael da- Michael's dad shows up, Roger shows up, uh, with his leg all, all wounded, but he has it in like a splinter. Um, and then all hell breaks loose. The Bigfoot shows back up. The two of them show back up. 
Yep, and this they, is basically the climax of the movie, a confrontation at the cabin. Yeah, they, they grab Oberst, they grab Bauman, and rip his arm off Wookiee style. They slant, yep, he must have cheated or yeah, you cheated. Know, yeah, beat, don't him, cheat. beat him at chess or That's something, right. whatever, while um, he was in the cave. We didn't see the whole thing in the cave, so he might have beat him. He might have. So. Uh, and then, so then it's uh, the father and son are in the cabin, and Bigfoot somehow, they get on the roof, which... Uh, <laughs> This is great. There's They're no, on the roof, but these are like 800-pound creatures, and the plank roof, there's no way in heck it could hold. No, it would have fallen right through. Yep. But uh, they managed to, one of them manages to punch its, its hand through the roof. Uh, it grabs the gun. And so while the Bigfoot's holding the gun, he grabs an axe, and he starts chopping the arm off the Bigfoot. Uh, and the arm looks very, very bad. The, the whole chopping part looks it's just it's very it's very bad uh special effects it's very minimal yeah. special effects yeah and another problem i had the biggest problem i had with the the, the way the sasquatch were were uh, portrayed in this movie is that a normal sized man has any physical chance against one of them first right. of all they're massive they're seven eight feet tall yeah you know, six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Right, they're huge. They throw, they throw us around like rag dolls. Yeah, they they, they fight bears and they but win. Yet, but yet he's grabbing, he's grabbing this rifle, and the guy's actually able to hold on to yeah. his arm while mm-hmm. he's chopping it. Yeah, that thing would have yanked him through the roof. Yeah, so the, sorry, the, I'm the, sorry. Just, the strength it, is very disproportionate. That didn't work for me. That yeah. part kind of pissed me off. I was like, no, nah, it's not realistic. It should have pulled him, slammed him against the roof a couple of times. Exactly, exactly. You know, to get him off of him, but no. No, poor effects. Chopped his arm off. Okay. So I mean, after this, there's not really all that much to it. The the father and son are able to get back to the truck, and they're able to get away, and that's pretty much it. The big that's pretty much there. it. Yeah, and what it is is the last scene is that right before they get to the truck, they get grabbed by two of them, and the one with no arm tries to grab the dad again. So he pulls the splint. He pulls the stick out of his splint. Sticks it in his arm, and for some reason that bleeds that big foot out. He yeah, drops. He dies. Yeah. He drops, and then the other one, right when he was getting ready to do something, the kid puts a gun on him, and the big foot stops in his tracks and just stand there looking at him. Yeah. Somehow. So what he does is he motions to him that I'm not going to do it. He lets his dad get in the truck. He throws the rifle away. The big foot looks at him like, eh. Yeah. Oh, and I will add, the Bigfoot looks like Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, serious. The, the, the so, face makeup, yikes. Let's talk about that real quick. So the, the creature effects, I thought the suit was okay. It's okay in wide shots because there's not a lot of detail to it. But the fur actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I mean, from, from reports that I've read, uh, Bigfoot's hair is kind of long because, you know, he doesn't go to a a, a groomer very often nope. because there's no Bigfoot groomers There's no there. waxers up there no. in the woods. But also, uh, like, it's not just long, but it's also matted because it's covered in mud and sweat and it's also, you know, just living in, in the wilderness. But, um, so the hair looked good. Better than a lot of, a lot of times when you see these Bigfoot movies and they do a, a practical effects of person in a suit, they, they, the hair they get is more like a gorilla hair, so it's real yeah. short and looks, looks, it looks bad. It looks like Belushi's gorilla suit from... You know, trading places or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, just... yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, so this actually looked good because it had longer hair. And the hair looked like it was actual hair, not not fake hair. But the the feet were pretty terrible, which it's really hard to do, like, big feet. Because they're supposed to have, like, a 13 or 14-inch foot. And you can't really do that with a normal actor because 
you know, like you, you can't have their toes move or anything because they don't have that big of feet. Yeah. But the worst part was the part they should not have done. They, they, they did a couple of close-ups on the creature's face and they probably should not have done that because it looked pretty bad. It looked nothing, yep. nothing like the reports that I've read or come across of people who've actually seen the Bigfoot creature face, face to face. Yep. It looked, like you said, it looked like Ricardo Montalban. It looked like Ricardo Montalban. When I saw that face, I'm, I'm thinking Star Trek 2. Yeah. You for, know, I'm like, holy crap. For our that? younger viewers, go watch Star Trek 2 throughout the con. That Look the, at his face when he takes his mask. Con, the main villain, that's who we're talking about. Now, for my friend Chris, I am going to rewind just one little hair for okay. one last quick detail. All right. Both of us hated Sergio's guts. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's and right. That's right. right before they ran off, we almost left this out. This oh, is my, my God. How did I forget this? Is this is my favorite kill. Yeah, mine too. Sergio goes outside, gets knocked down on the ground because he's trying to shoot a Bigfoot. And he comes over, he steps on his back, and then moves his foot to his head. Yeah. And squishes. I love it. Stomps oh down his head. Nice cheesy little zip popping little effect. Little brain come out like a like squishing and he water was, And he it's, was done. It's amazing. Evil Perfect was punished. Perfect death for this shithead character. They just yeah. squished the shit out of his head and it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was yes. absolutely perfect. But then fast forward to the truck. They get in the truck. They leave. The credits roll. Yes. So. That's pretty much it. That being said, what is your rating for this movie, James, I am going two turds, uh, a strong two turds, uh, almost a one turd, but I'm going two because of the fact that it was so slow. Okay. I gave the acting fairly high marks because it really was not that bad. Uh-huh. Uh, the story was great. Mm-hmm. I liked the story because it followed a good line. The script was decent. Okay. Uh, the effects were poor. Right, yeah. You know, for the most part, they were pretty poor. And the direction... Was not that bad. It really wasn't that bad. It was just too slow. So I gave yeah. the directing a little bit of a, a slower mark. The music was decent. Okay. Uh, so I'm going with two turds. A strong two turds. Strong two turds. The only reason I'm not going one turd on this, because I really like this movie, uh-huh. is because it was so drawn out at the first. Yeah. You suffer for an entire yeah, hour do. of, there's no horror movie at all. This no. is This is, like I said, we told you before, this is just a... It was like a bonding story or a character development to the extreme. And that's the only reason I'm going two turds. Okay, two turds. What about you, Chris? Two turds, watch it with friends, but play a drinking game. That's correct. All right, cool. Mustache game would be great for this one. You put a mustache on the TV and every time Squatch's face hits Oh my God, that'd be great. But then it would only be at the end because there's only two shots at the end where you see his face up close. This is true. But you can do it for anybody, actually. Yeah. Do, do, Do like a mustache or do like... Get get a shit emoji, and every time it lines up with Sergio's face, <laughs> take a drink. Booyah. That's the official What there the Suck go. podcast drinking game. Take a shit emoji, put it on your TV. Every time it lines up with Sergio's face, you there take you a go. shot for that shit. There you shot go. for shit. How about that? There you that, go. There you go. How All about right. you, Chris? What do you give uh, this bad boy? I am going to give uh, this uh, Hunting Grounds, a.k.a. Valley of the Sasquatch, which I like that title better. I wish they had stuck with that title. Um, as opposed to hunting grounds because I don't feel like they were actually hunting them. I feel like they were protecting their territory. Um, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. I'm going to go with three out of five. Uh, it's not really a bad movie. Um, it's a, you know, it, it's a completely independent movie, obviously. In every sense of the phrase. In every sense of that phrase. It's, it's completely independent. Uh, it's charming in its own way. 
uh, even if the script is a little dry at most time. The creature effects are okay. Again, we said except for the, the face shots, that's pretty bad. Uh, they should have stayed away from doing close-up shots. Um, it's not that entertaining, though. Like, like we said, it, it's very slow in the beginning. Uh, but but you do get a really good sense of like fit, learning who these characters are and learning you know why they're in this predicament. But it does kind of drag a bit. Um, but I didn't have all that much fun watching it. I, I actually was invested in the characters for about twenty five minutes, and it went a little too long. But I didn't have as much fun, so I am going to go with three out of five, which means share it with friends, but pull out the whiskey, <laughs> drink heavily. <laughs> So, yep. So, all right. So we got a two and a five, a two and a three. Uh, so it's definitely worth watching it a few times. Uh, it's you know, it was the scenery that did it for me. Yeah, it was the scenery. It was the the the, the characters were the acting was, was to me the was set really was good. nostalgic. Yeah. You know, so it kind of added a little bit to the movie for me personally. Yeah, but like you said, this it, it really wasn't. This really didn't kind of fall in line with the kind of movies we watch. But we didn't know that going into it because. It looked. It looked like something. It looked watched. like it'd be something completely shitty. I mean, we've seen movies with better artwork that were far shittier. Mm-hmm. So you know, but it's it's not a great movie. It's it's still a pretty shitty movie. It's just yeah. not as shitty. But again, like we said, the only thing that keeps it from being a one is the fact that it takes too long at the beginning. It's forty five minutes to an hour, and then it's not fun, and the effects aren't are not good but they're not laughably bad that's true yeah so uh all right so where can they find this james okay we can be found on facebook we can be found on instagram and twitter under what the suck podcast all right that's it's, it's like what underscore the yeah underscore. if you if you just actually i've done a search if you do what the suck podcast or even just what the suck it comes up oh sweet okay cool Cool. So it's it's fairly easy to find. Very simple. Uh, we, I'll put the links up on the Facebook site to everything. Okay. Uh, at some point here very soon. All right. Uh, you can also find us on, we are on CastBox. Yes. Which is our primary site. We are also on Spotify and yes. we are on iTunes. We are on iTunes. And uh, CastBox can be found at CastBox, the app on your phone. Or if you go to the website, it's castbox.fm. Yes. Not castbox.com. That's a different site for a different company. So make sure you do .fm to that find is correct. Castbox. Yeah, the links for everything is right on the site. And yeah. every time we post a movie anyway, the review, there is a link provided straight to that particular review. So you don't have to go searching. You just right. click and go. Good to go, man. All right, buddy. Uh, before we leave, anything else you have? Um Nope. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we are over 500 likes on Facebook. Our, That's awesome. Our Twitter following is over 250, and we now have about 140 on Instagram. Yeah, we're, we are growing steadily, and we appreciate the support. And we're only seven episodes in, so I think that's a pretty good only growth. seven. Hopefully yeah. we'll... Uh, We'll get a few thousand there eventually. Eventually, yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Until then, we will see you in the next movie. That is correct. This is James. This is Chris. Y'all have a good one, man. We'll see you next episode. See you guys.